0: A blessed Sunday, brothers and sisters in Christ. Good morning. It's still 10.30, 10.48. Good morning. Good morning. That's good. That's a better response. It is good to be back. I don't know if you have noticed, but I've been away for three Sundays uh, doing my doctor of ministry classes in the U.S. And so, it is actually my first time attending our English service with its new time slot and i must say it is a very convenient time enough time for me to wake up have a good breakfast get my coffee and then worship our lord together with all of you my uecp family so i would like to invite all of our friends and families who are joining us in our online worship to come Join us in our face to face worship. Try out our new time slot. You won't have to wake up so early anymore. And so come and enjoy the fellowship of coming together to worship our wonderful God. So I hope to those who are joining us online to see you all face to face in the next coming weeks. Also, today is the last day of Ignite 2022 our mid-year prayer and fasting. We hope that you were able to join and were blessed by this week of entrusting our lives to God in prayer. If you weren't able to join this year, I hope that you can join us again next year. Today, we are actually starting a new series. It will be a series in an unfamiliar book for many of us. We seldom read from it, we seldom study it, or even preach from it. Yet, it is the eighth most quoted Old Testament book in the New Testament, and equally as as important as every book in the Bible. But, you know, thanks be to God for giving us the goal of preaching through all the books of the Bible before our 100th anniversary, And so we are able to learn from this wonderful book today and in the following weeks ahead. The book that we're going to be learning from for this month is the book of Zechariah. You know, as I've shared uh, shared to you earlier, I just came back from a three-week trip to the United States. I went there to finish the third and last residency of my doctor of ministry program, which I'm enrolled in. And let me tell you, it was a very tough week. It was a very tough week, finishing all my reading assignments, writing papers, preparing sermons after sermons, and coming up with a proposal for my thesis project. And then you went back to school, Malaking adjustment. And so it was really tough. And now I'm so glad to be finally be back home with my family and with all of you. And you know, in my last day of class, I was so excited, having finished all my requirements. I thought to myself, "Yes, tapos na." Alam niyo yung end of the school, end of the semester. Ang ng feeling, di ba? That's what I felt. It's done. It's over. But then I realized, it's not yet over. I'm coming back home. There's work waiting for me. The work. It's not yet over. I still have to write my thesis project and, of course, the most important part of my studies, which is to contextualize what I have learned and apply them in our church. The work is not yet done. Even though I am back here, I'm done with school, the work is not yet done. It is only the beginning. It is the same way, actually, for the ministry of Zechariah. You know, after, ex- after decades of being exiled in Babylon, the remnants of Israel were finally back where they came from. Nakabalik na sila. They have finally returned to the promised land, to their city, to their home, to Jerusalem. But God's task for Zechariah is to tell the people that even though they're back, the work is not yet done. In fact, it is only beginning. Yes, they have returned to their land. Now it is time to return to their Lord. They have returned to their land, but now it is time to return to their Lord. Zechariah verse one, uh, chapter one verse three it says, Therefore say to them, Thus declares the Lord of hosts, Return to me, says the Lord of hosts, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. Through the prophet Zechariah, God is calling His people and all of us listening to this message today to return to Him, and He will return to us. Return to the Lord. This call from the Lord is not only a command. But actually, it is also a promise. Because he promised that when we return to him, he returns to us. A promise of his presence to those who will return to him. So, if you have your Bibles with you, please keep them open to Zechariah chapter 1, verse 1 to 6, and let us learn about this important message together. Okay? You can use your cell phones, by the way, if your Bibles are in your mobile phones. You can open your Bible app and turn to Zechariah chapter 1, verse 1 to 6. Can I see a thumbs up if you guys are there? Okay, good job. You know, ever since sin entered the world and separated humanity from its Creator, God has been calling His creation to return to Him. God has always been calling us to return to Him. Unfortunately, the response has not always been good. Despite God's merciful and constant invitation, His people kept running away from Him. Alam niyo yon kung may friend kayo na laging kayo ini-invite, lumabas pero lagina na lang next time na lang next time na lang. Ganon yung ginagawa natin kay God. He asks us to return to Him, and yet we say, "Lord, next time na." You know, this was the case that led the people exile in the first place they were exiled from the promised land just as adam and eve were exiled from the garden of eden look at your bibles look at verse two to four okay it will not be there on the screen so look at your bibles it says the lord was very angry with your fathers therefore say to them thus declares the lord of hosts return to me says the lord of hosts and i will return to you says the lord of hosts Do not be like your fathers, to whom the former prophets cried out. Thus says the Lord of hosts, return from your evil ways and from your evil deeds. But they did not hear or pay attention to me, declares the Lord. They did not pay attention. They did not hear. What does it mean to return to the Lord? To return to the Lord is to turn away from sin and to trust God completely in obedience. To turn away from sin and to trust God completely in obedience, which their ancestors refused to do. In spite of God sending prophets after prophets to call the people to repent of their idolatry, their injustices, and their disobedience, yet they refused to return to the Lord. And at the end, it led them to be exiled away from their home. That's they went to ba- in Babylon in the first place because they refused to return to the Lord. And now, after 70 years, they have returned home. God is telling them that they ought to learn from the mistakes of the past. They should have learned what the previous generation did not. And what is it? To, re- to what? To return to the Lord. You know, God's message hasn't changed. Even through 70 years of captivity and 20 years back in the land, God is still calling his people to repent and return to him. But you know, the remnant that came back were preoccupied with other concerns, their concerns were their daily lives. Ano ba ina-alala nila? They have, have to pay high taxes to their Persian rulers because their Persian rulers were going to war, so they need to pay high taxes. Ano pa? There were oppositions against rebuilding the temple and their city. They were trying to rebuild their lives, their city, their temple, and yet there were oppositions stopping them. And so the people actually were, you know, were discouraged. Their life was hard, and because of that, the people were preoccupied with dealing with basic needs. Ako na muna yung kailangan ko na muna, forgetting that the real issue that needs fixing was not their basic needs, but their spiritual needs. You know, God's call to return to Him is not only the same. During their time, it is the same until today, thousands of years later. We are always in the same. We are in the same banana as the remnants who came back to Israel. We are always preoccupied with the problems that we face every day that we forget and we miss God's call to return to to Him. You know, many of us are too worried about how to navigate our business or even our ministries in this post-pandemic world. Many of us are worried of how our children will go back to face-to-face classes by the way tomorrow face-to-face classes ng mga anak ko and mga anak niyo and I'm sure all of us are still worried how we're going to do it right? We are worried about our new administration. We are worried about the rising gas prices. Bababa, aakyat. Bababa kang konti, aakyat ng malaki. We are worried about the threats of recession that we ignore God's call to return to Him. And by the way, I spoke to a banker working for HSBC while I was in New York, and she said that technically we are already in recession. You know, we are worried about all of these things. We are worried for our everyday lives that we ignore our spiritual lives. Let me ask you, how is your walk with the Lord? How are you dealing with your sins, with temptations? How are you in discipling your children to following our Lord? How are you in loving God in making disciples? How are you in listening to God? Have you missed God's call to return to the Lord? You know, I ask you all of this because these were the questions that the Holy Spirit convicted me as I was preparing for this sermon. I hope in the worries of every day we haven't been missing God's call to return to Him. I hope we haven't been ignoring it intentionally in our lives because we are too concerned about many things. Brothers and sisters, God is and always has been calling us to return to Him, to turn away from sin and to, clo- to walk closely with Him. The question for us today is, have we been answering His call Or have we been ignoring His call? I hope, UECP, we are listening, at least today, and we are responding to His call for us to return to Him. Because let me tell you, if God calls for us to return to Him and we do not, there are consequences to it. There are consequences when we do not return to the Lord. Yes, there are consequences when we refuse to return to the Lord. Just as we have learned a few months back ago when we went through 2 Samuel that for every sin, there are consequences. The same is true when we refuse to return to the Lord, when we refuse to repent of our sins. There will be consequences. Look at your Bibles in verse 5 to 6. God says, Your fathers, where are they? And the prophets? Do they live forever? But my words and my statutes, which I commanded my servants of prophets, did they not overtake your fathers? So they repented and said, Ask the Lord of hosts purpose to deal with us for our ways and, deals and deeds, and so has He dealt with us. God is reminding the remnants of, of the faith of their fathers who refused to return to the Lord despite the Lord's warning. He asked them, God asked them, where are they now? This is not an actual question. This is a rhetorical question to bring home his point. Where are they? They are no longer here. They have suffered and died already in exile as a result of their hard heartedness. And their repentance was too late. We saw in verse 6 that they repented, right? And the only time they believe and repented is when God has already brought His judgment upon them. It was too late for them. And so God is telling us that there is a time limit to His call to return to Him. God has always been telling us to return, but that will not always be the case. One day, He will stop And that means it's too late. After that, judgment awaits those who refuses to return. God is telling us today, return to Him before it's too late. Return to Him before it's too late. Now, this might sound like a threat from God, isn't it? Every time we hear the word before, it's too late. It sounds like a threat, a threat, but truly, it isn't. You know, actually, this warning comes as an encouragement to obey. Now, you might be asking, Pastor Brian, how can this be an encouragement? You know, God is telling the people that even the prophets will not live forever, but His words will last forever. He's telling Zechariah's people and us today that just as God is faithful in His judgment, He will be faithful in His promises as well. As I've told you, this call to return to Him is not only a command, it is a promise. As we return to Him, He returns to us. So just as God is faithful in His judgment, He will be faithful in His promises as well. And what did God promise you Return to the Lord, and I will return to you. And how do we know that God will be faithful to this promise? Well, God was faithful to His judgment. He told His people, their fathers, that when you do not return, you will be kicked out of the land. And that happened. Just as God was faithful to His judgment, He will also be true to His promise. His words will always come to pass. Now let me ask who are the parents here? Can I see a show of hands? Can you raise your hands if you're a parent? And I see okay, we have a few parents here. Now let me ask you a question. Have you ever threatened to punish your child for not listening, then not push through with it? Sabi do it or else, gobe padi. And then they do it and you didn't punish I'm sure you have at least one time, no? Malalambot mga puso natin sa mga anak natin, eh. Kaya sila ginawang cute ng mga nigade, eh. You know, para makalusot ng konti. You know, what happens when... Now, the question is, what happens when we do that? What happens when we do that? Not pushing through with the punishment, even though if they didn't listen. What happened? They will disobey again they will not listen the next time they think we will not do what we said we will do and we all know that that is not proper discipline we need to push through with punishing our kids when we say so so that they will learn and at the end of discipline what is the goal of discipline is restoration you know, that's how God's discipline works. He is faithful in punishment and therefore He is faithful in restoration. He's faithful in punishment and therefore He's faithful in restoration. So how should we view God's judgment? Not as a threat, but as an encouragement. In Proverbs 3, verse 11 to 12, it says, My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of His reproof, for the Lord reproves him whom he loves as a father, the son in whom he delights. Yes, brothers and sisters, yes, UECP, there will surely be consequences when we refuse God's call to return to him. But just as his judgment is true, our comfort is that his promise of restoration will be true as well. For those who will return to Him, He will return to them. So, I hope today we will return to Him and claim this promise. Now, how do we claim this promise? How can we return to the Lord when so many have tried and failed? You know, from our experience, we know that it's not easy to repent of our sins and return to the Lord. Tamaba? From our experience, alam natin mahirap. And then looking at history, mankind has always failed to turn back from sin. We have always been overcome by our sinful ways. So how do we turn to the Lord when we are so hopelessly bound to our sin? How do we do it? Well, this is where the good news comes in. This is where the gospel comes in come saying just as God has called us to return to him he has also made a way for us to return to him and that is that way is through a person from Zechariah whom Zechariah calls as the branch look at the screen in chapter 3 verse 8 to 10 Zechariah prophesied about a branch. He says, Hear now, O Joshua, the high priest, you and your friends who sit before you, for they are men who are a sign. Behold, I will bring my servant, the branch. For behold, on the stone that I have set before Joshua... On a single stone with seven eyes, I will engrave in its inscription, declares the Lord of hosts, and I will remove the iniquity of this land in a single day. In that day, declares the Lord of hosts, every one of you will invite his neighbors to come under his vine and under his fig tree. Zechariah prophesies about the branch who will take away the sins of the world. Now, who is this branch? Zechariah follows the prophet Jeremiah actually. itong branch to, is not to exclusive of Zechariah. It is also found in Jeremiah. In this imagery of the branch who will come from the line of David, reign as king, rule righteously and justly, and will take away the sins of the world. And just as the branch was introduced in the Old Testament through prophets, the branch was also introduced in the New Testament by a prophet named John the Baptist. And here's what he says in John 1, verse 26 to 29. John answered them, I baptize with water, but among you stands one you do not know. Even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie, these things Took place in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. The next day, he saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin. Of the lord the branch that the prophet jeremiah and the prophet zechariah prophesied about has already come and he is the way for us to return to the lord how do we return to the lord we return to the lord by turning to this branch and this branch is none other than jesus christ there is no other way no other person that can lead us back to god but Jesus, and that's why Jesus said in John fourteen verse six. Alam natin to, and we all recite that Jesus said to him. Everyone, one, two, three. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Brothers and sisters, you want to return to the Lord. We return to the Lord by turning. Jesus. We return to the Lord by turning to Jesus. And now, the question is, how can Jesus lead us to return to God? Well, firstly, He did not turn away from God in the first place, unlike us. He did not sin nor disobeyed God, and yet He took the penalty of our sins by dying on the cross in our place. That is why the song says, the scandal of grace, because it was not supposed to be Him who was supposed to be on that cross. It should have been us. The greatest scandal that happened in our world was that an innocent man, blameless, was crucified in the place of broken, sinful, hideous people. But because He did that, He died on our place for the forgiveness of our sins. On the third day, He rose up from the dead, offering forgiveness and eternal life to those who will believe in Him. He is the only man who did all of these. Therefore, He is the only way for us to return to the Lord, to return to the altar of God. Today, brothers and sisters, friends and family, God is reminding all of us through His prophet Zechariah to return to Him. And God is telling us that He has already made a way for us to return to Him, and that is through His Son, Jesus Christ. So, return to the Lord by turning to Jesus. Return to the Lord by turning to Jesus. For those among us who are joining us who have not accepted or know about Jesus yet, please don't wait until it's too late. Let us heed the Lord's warning. And for all of us, as well let us not allow life's problems and worries to distract us from attending to our greatest need yes napakarami natin problema but our greatest need is to return to the lord therefore let's take the opportunity to learn from the mistakes of our ancestors by holding on to the promise of restoration which god promises to those who will return to him return to me and i will return to you Brothers and sisters, let us all return to the Lord by repenting of our sins, turning to Jesus Christ, who can lead us back to God. UECP, friends, and family who are joining us both here and online, return to the Lord by turning to Jesus. Shall we pray? Father in heaven, we just want to give thanks for your word this morning, reminding us of your constant call for us to return. Father, forgive us if so many times, Lord, we refuse to listen. Forgive us, Lord, if so many times we refuse to turn back to you. Forgive us if so many times we let our worries and our problems overtake us thinking that all of these are everything that we need to be concerned about. But Lord, thank you for reminding us today that our greatest need is you. Our greatest need is to come back to your presence, to trust in you, to obey you, to turn away from our sins by turning to Jesus. Father, we thank you that you did not only call us, But you also made a way for us by giving your son jesus christ help us therefore that in each and every day of our lives we will not forget that jesus is the only way back to you help us to return to you knowing That you are faithful and just and you will return to us for those among you who haven't received Jesus yet in your life and you want to do so today I want to lead you in a prayer a prayer of returning to our Lord by turning to Jesus if you want to return to our Lord we can pray this prayer with me with all your heart. Father, I know I have sinned. Father, I know that I, have, that I have turned away from you. That I have gone so far that I cannot know I do not know how to return. And Lord, I want to thank you for sending your Son, Jesus, to come after me, to die on the cross for me, to raise up from the dead, to give uh, eternal life. And so, Lord, I want to turn away from my sin and to turn my eyes and my heart to Jesus. (laughs) Lord, I want to return to you your son Jesus Christ and all of God's people say Amen and Amen